Welcome. I am so grateful you are here. Let's expand our consciousness. Information leads to transformation. Open your heart. Open your mind. We're on this ascension ride. It's an honor to bring this information to you. This is the Tabitha Polaris Show. Welcome. I am Tabitha Polaris, and this is episode 48. Hypnotherapist Michael Mesmer is here to discuss stress management and unlocking the power of your unconscious mind. This is a weekly health and wellness podcast released every Tuesday. My intention is to raise the frequency of the planet, assist in your spiritual ascension, and bring awareness to the holistic lifestyle. We discuss provocative topics in the metaphysical, spiritual, and wellness fields. If you love God, source, love, and light, if you're a light worker, wellness warrior, or want to live a life full of joy and peace, if you respect your physical body and want to heal our planet's environment, or if you're just curious about living a more peaceful and balanced life, this is your home. This is The Great Awakening, and it's time for us to unite. Join our community at TabithaPolaris.com. You can also find me on all social media sites under that name. Michael Mesmer is an American Council of Hypnotists Examiners, Certified Clinical Hypnotherapist, Certified Stress Management Consultant, and the immediate past president of the ACHE. Michael also holds a degree in psychology from California Coast University and for the past eight years has been hypnotherapist consultant to Unger Concierge Medical Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California. So Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you today and be able to talk to your guests and thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. I'm dying to know, how did you discover hypnosis and make it a career? <laughs> well, you know, my my road was very untraditional in that respect. Um, I actually was a magician and illusionist touring the world for many, many years. Uh, I still do magic and illusion, sort of like Chris Angel, where I, I do a lot of physical demonstration where I swallow razor blades, put my hand in a wolf trap, uh, break an ear with my neck, things like that. And I use hypnosis to be able to do the pain control for that so that I can actually do those demonstrations. But I was touring the world. Uh, I spent about four years in Asia. And uh, during that time, I was exposed to the trance ceremonies in Thailand and Indonesia. Um, the Kim Jay in Thailand is actually a, a vegetarian festival. But what happens during it is people go into the temple. They do, go into trance in a very dramatic way. And then they accept their God within them. And then they put spikes through their cheeks, from one cheek to the other, through their tongue and over the other way. And they hang weights from those. And then they put spikes through their tongues, skewers, and then they walk through the streets for 24 hours and then return to the temple. They pull out all of the spikes, all of the spears, all of the skewers, and then they bring themselves out of trance and no damage. I saw there was no damage to their cheeks, no damage to their tongue, no blood. Uh, and it really impressed me being that I was an illusionist, a magician. I knew that what they were doing was legit. And so it really impressed me. And later I saw the horse trance dance in Indonesia. And in that one, 
They turn someone into a horse. They start chewing the grass on the ground and they whip them with a leather whip and welts come up on their back. They start chewing light bulbs and swallow the glass, no blood. And after they bring them out of the hypnotic trance, the welts on their back quickly went away. And so I saw these demonstrations. I saw them live in person. And it was so dramatic and it really opened my imagination, the possibilities of what hypnosis was. So when I got back to the States after touring, uh, I went to the Hypnotism Training Institute in Glendale, California, where I studied under Gil Boyne, who is legendary in the hypnosis industry. He's now passed away, but he was a game changer. Uh, and so I was very honored to do 500 hours of training under him, plus an internship. And then I in my late 40s, early 50s, went back and got my college degree, which I always had dreamed of doing uh, in psychology. And um, I was doing that while still performing and on tour. So it was a big challenge to be able to do that at that point in my life. But I was the first person, in fact, the only person that's ever gotten a college degree in my generation of my family. So I was very happy to do that. But learning hypnotherapy from Gill and then getting my degree really made me understand how powerful hypnosis can be in helping people to have a positive outcome in their lives. Okay, everyone listening, we all need to travel. (laughs) Travel to open your minds and expand your consciousness to all these amazing things happening. Now, you said something so interesting, that these people did not have wounds during the trance. So how do you know the science or the spirituality? Is that like mind over body epigenetic kind of thing with your your minds? Well, actually, are you tapping into your consciousness that actually does control your body? Like, how did they not have wounds putting spikes through their cheeks? That's so amazing. Well, you're, you're actually going into the subconscious mind. And that's where ah. hypnosis works, because the subconscious is where we have a lot of ideas, you know, from age one to eight. The subconscious is like a sponge. It absorbs every bit of information people say, negative and positive. Then after about eight or nine, we get the critical part of our mind where we can decide what we're going to accept as real or not real or valuable or not valuable. But the problem is all of that spins around in there. And that's where hypnotherapy comes in. Ultimately, we can talk about that in a moment. But but the subconscious is what does this. And I will tell you, it transcends into modern medicine. I have seen open chest surgeries with hypnosis only for anesthesia and for blood control. So it's no different than doctors are using in medical groups. Uh, Dentists use it regularly for root canals and other issues. So it's the same type of thing. It's learning how to use your own mind to control your body in a positive way and have positive outcome from it. I did write down in my notes that I wanted to talk about the medical industry and how they're embracing it. So let's, let's pull back to that circle back to that. (laughs) Okay. At the end, but I'm. I think let's start with explaining us um, how hypnosis works. Okay, that's a great question and a good one to ask at this point. Um, hypnosis and hypnotherapy is a hypnosis at its basis. Here's how you can explain it: it's opening the imagination to uncritically accepting an idea. That's it. Opening the imagination to accepting uncritically an idea, and if you can do that then you can reprogram your mind in a positive way. But at its core, hypnosis is a natural ability to relax. Uh, We all have it. We all use it. I'll give you a quick example that your listeners would relate to. Um, How many times have you, and I know I have, been driving down the highway, you're going somewhere you know really well, maybe a friend's house, your own house, or maybe driving to a destination a couple hundred miles away. All of a sudden you get there and think, how did I get here? How did I, you know, right. 
I mean, how many of us have that happen every day, all, all the time? That's because that's a natural way of locking into it. See, we're driving the car. We're either thinking about something that's important to us or listening to the radio intently. The lines of the highway are very repetitive. We open our imagination to those things, the music or our thinking, and we relax. And all of a sudden, boom, you're in that trance. But yet you can do multiple things while you're in trance. You're not out of it. You're not like, you, you know, asleep. You're fully aware. It's just you're choosing to focus on and accept other information than what's directly in, in your path at that moment. So that's a natural example of it. There's another one. Uh, a lot of people sometimes will be sitting watching TV. And during that time, their wife, husband, friend, uh, child, whatever, they'll come up to the mom, mom or dad. They'll say something to you that, while you're watching TV, but you have no idea what they said after the fact. That is also hypnosis as well, because you're sitting in your chair, you're opening your mind to your imagination with the television, you're accepting that information, you're so focused that everything around you just kind of goes away. Um, now, if there was an emergency, like the house was on fire, you'd pop out of that, obviously. But it's uh, it's just the way hypnosis works. But what I'm saying is everyone gets hypnotized every day, all the time. It's just we don't identify it that way because it's just something we do naturally. Yeah, that's a great explanation. I think people misunderstand what hypnosis is. I think it's portrayed um, incorrectly in like movies and people have like, they don't understand it. I think it's fabulous. And yes, don't listen to this, mom, don't be scared. But yes, I remember a few times driving and I said, hmm, don't really remember the last few blocks. How did I get here? So yes, I've experienced that. I I am aware, but in an actual kind of hypnotic state, I guess. It's very interesting. I wonder if you could explain, like, why do you think people are so hesitant to try hypnosis? That's, an, that's a very deep question in reality, but I'll, very, I'll make it as succinct as I can. Uh, it really begins back with the book Trilby in France, uh, and, and that became Svengali, but also in film. Um, in 1919, in the German Expressionist era, which happened between World War I and World War II in Germany, the, there was a blockbuster film called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. In that film, the hypnotist Caligari is in a carnival, and he keeps a person in a coffin 24 hours a day named Césaire. He's a somnambulist, and he brings him out during the carnival where people come in to see the show, and then Césaire predicts who's going to die that night subsequently, Cicero goes out and murders those people after the show. Now, that was the first taste of hypnosis on film. And it started people looking at it, thinking about it being mind control and that hypnosis makes you do something you don't want to do. You know, this continues on today, about a year and a half ago or two years ago. Do you remember the movie Get Out that was out for a little for a while? It was a pretty big hit. No, well, I don't remember. Well, in that movie and Get Out, they hypnotize a young man. They were going to replace his mind with another person's mind and take over his body. So today, even now, this thing continues in, in, in books, literature, fictional, non-fictional. It continues in, in, in soap operas and in magazines. All these things that we see in TV shows, usually the hypnosis is portrayed in a negative way as somewhat or hypnosis is portrayed in a negative way. And that it's going to control your mind and you're going to lose control and do something you don't want to do, which is totally the opposite of what it really is. Because hypnosis is not about losing control. It's about gaining control of your mind. When I work with a client, I'm not taking control of them. I'm teaching them how to use their mind and their subconscious mind in a positive way. So a friend of mine, for instance, put out a shirt, which really encapsulates it. The T-shirt said, 
hypnotherapy because you have the right to change your own mind. And that's really what it's about. That's good. You're kind of like a guide and and um, instruct it, instructor on how to empower others to tap into their subconscious to improve their life. Well, that's the difference between the modality of hypnotherapy and psychology and psychologists and psychiatrists. Now, medical professionals are amazing. I'm a lay hypnotherapist. I'm not a doctor. So I have high respect for them. And that's, of course, I work at the younger medical clinic and I work with a lot of people with issues that are serious with hypnotherapy under a doctor. But hypnotherapy is about, there's no track, there's no map to deciding how we're going to help someone. When someone goes into hypnosis, what we do, our job is to help them guide themselves and find their own solution within themselves and heal themselves. We're not doing something to them. We're helping them work with, learn a new skill and in turn make changes within themselves and continue to use that skill continuing on through the years. In other words, when they're finished with me, I want them to continue practicing self-hypnosis, continuing their healing process for the long term. That's beautiful. Let's talk about the benefits of hypnosis. Everyone's stressed out. Everyone wants to lose weight. Everyone has problems sleeping, except for me. I'm a great sleeper. <laughs> I meditate. Oh. I'm totally a great sleeper. Um, what are the benefits from hypnosis and hypnotherapy? Well, you know, as, as you know, I'm working with my COVID gnosis hypnotherapy program right now because the pandemic has accelerated all these issues that we're talking about. Uh, it's been like putting gas on the fire, yeah. you know, and so many of my friends, of course, I was in entertainment for many years, still am. And so many of my friends lost everything overnight, everything, everything they dreamed of, everything they worked for for decades. And then I found most of my other friends that weren't in entertainment, eventually it reached them the same way. And many of them are hurting so badly now. And so that's why I developed the COVID gnosis, but answering your question. Yes. The three main issues that most people deal with now in particular in this era uh, are the stress and anxiety. That's number one. Two is sleep issues, as you mentioned. And three is confidence issues combined with maybe weight issues. So those are the three main things people are struggling with right now uh, because of uh, this issue, but also in general in the past as well. But it's just become more amplified now. But really what it comes down to with every issue we have there are really five fears we face in life that we have deep within us that we normally don't even examine or understand. And those fears are criticism. Number two is being a big one is being unloved and rejection. You, if you feel unloved, it's very difficult in life. Third is sickness and aging. Fourth is poverty. And fifth is death. Now, as you can imagine, all those are really accentuated by the COVID issue right now. Well, I bet you you're helping a lot of people in the world. So thank you for doing that and shining your light. We definitely need as many healers and uh, support as we can have during this time. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned your COVID gnosis hypnotherapy program. I love the name. <laughs> Very cute. Um, how has that been effective in helping um, people through the pandemic? You just mentioned that. Well, uh, with the issues we discussed, what we do is we have, I do Zoom, which is great. You know, um, before this time, people didn't want to do Zoom. They always want to do one-on-one -on -one sessions. But Zoom is so much better for what I do. Um, I remember my instructors who were legendary, Gil and then Orman, Orman McGill, who was another uh, mentor of mine. Um, they always told me about the days when they would do phone hypnotherapy sessions. And I always thought, 
that doesn't feel good to me. I don't, I want to see the person. Um, so I never did that. I always did one-on-one or went into the younger group and did my work there. But you know what? I love doing these Zoom ones because the great part about it is the person I'm working with feels so comfortable. They go into hypnosis easily because they're in their home where they're safe, secure. No, no one's going to be bothering them. I'm not in the same room with them even. So they're totally on their own, which works great for hypnosis. So I'm working with the Zoom sessions, doing the, uh, you know, focusing on those issues. But I will tell you, when I do these sessions, and by the way, the COVID hypnosis is only four sessions. One, the first one I meet with people and visit like we're doing. So I get to know them. And then the other three are with those issues we discuss, and they're an hour long. But uh, when I get into those sessions, sometimes we go to other directions. Because like I say, there's no roadmap. So many times we'll just go into a deep sit. Like I had a therapy session last week with a lady in Florida. And it ended up, we went into her childhood. She ended up talking with her mother and her subconscious and clearing some issues that were there deep-seated. And she's just doing fantastic. She contacted me this week and she's so excited that she's had these issues for so long and now really clearly understood them and was able to reframe them in a way from an adult viewpoint and move on. So even though I have this set of things we do, it always ends up going another direction because ultimately we have to go to those fears that we discussed a moment ago. You know, this reminds me of something that I do with my intuition. I do like automatic writing for others, but I yeah. do it for myself. And this kind of reminds me of that, like just relaxing myself and deep breathing, getting into that calm state of mind where I could tap into those other brain waves or, or consciousness and then just let it flow. It's kind of like tapping into thing to get advice that whatever is in my greatest and highest good. Um, that that's what it reminds me of kind of what you did, what you're doing with people. That's, that's neat. That definitely clears up a lot of my own understanding of, of what you do. So that's really cool. You're such a cool person. I literally just want to hang out with you and talk about all your travels and all, all your fun <laughs> trips with them. You know, you did magic. I mean, and, and all the amazing people you studied with, you must have so many fun stories. <laughs> well, you know, I have, I have been around a long time. I'm not a young one anymore, yeah. uh, but I, yeah, I've had Michael Jackson in my audience, Princess Grace. Yeah. Here. And I've, I've had a great career both in showbiz and in hypnosis. That's so fabulous. But I yeah. know the great thing is helping people. Yes. If you can help others like you're doing with your work and like I'm doing. And, you know, with that auto writing, that's wonderful because, of course, that taps into the spirit realm, too, which is really right. interesting because I'm a ghost hunter as well. So I knew it. I know. I knew we were just vibing. I could totally hang yeah, out I, with you. <laughs> we could talk forever. I'm putting the yes, timer on now because I'm just not going to want to stop talking to you. Timer on. Yeah. <laughs> now tell me one fun story from your life that had to do with one of your hypnosis sessions, either in, I don't know if you've done it in group settings or one-on-ones. Do you have any interesting experience, maybe one fun story or unusual experience? You know, one of the most fascinating ones that I always share because people find it interesting because we all fly airlines and we fly in planes. And I was doing uh, uh, some work in Dallas, Texas, and they we were flying out of Dallas. Now, Dallas during sometimes you has incredible thunder and lightning storms. So we were flying out and the airplane was going up and down like 50 and 100 yards at a time. And so in any case, uh, it was going sideways and flipping and shaking. 
And there was a lady in the front that I could see was having a lot of stress from it. In fact, she had the bag, she had a towel around her neck. And this was in the time when we had seats facing one another on Southwest. We no longer have that. But but in any case, uh, her husband was flying with her. And I told the flight attendant, please let them know I can help her. And so in the middle of this thunderstorm and lightning with the plane shaking and flying all over the place, they said, yes, we want help. So I changed seats with her husband. I walked up front. Um, I spent about eight minutes. I did what what is called a rapid instantaneous induction with her. Uh, I'm very good at that. I can actually help people go into hypnosis in under 30 seconds. And so I did this rapid. And then for the next seven minutes or so, I gave her a suggestion about how every move of the plane meant that it was working properly. So every time it moved, every time it shaped, it made her feel better and better because she knew that everything was working properly and she was safe. So then I brought her out of the trance. Her husband went back. For the rest of the flight, she was drinking, laughing, and everybody in the plane was laughing. And people said, hey, can you give me some of that? And I said, only one per flight, you know, but but it was <laughs> it was a neat, neat experience. It was really cool. I do a lot of challenge hypnosis, too, and because, I, you know, with my hypnosis shows, I'm, I'm uh, you know, on stage a lot. So when I'm in burger joints, things like that, at, late at night after shows, because that's the only thing open to eat at, uh, people will come up to me, especially young people, and say, hey, I saw your show. I dare you to hypnotize me. So I said, are you sure you want to do it? Yeah. Are you sure you want to experience it? Yeah. So I can, I actually do some hypnotic demonstrations right in the middle of McDonald's sometimes and blow people's minds. So I take any challenge because Bruce Lee was one of my idols and Bruce Lee, if he was on the set, people would challenge him and say, and to fight because they wanted to get some of his fame. So he would take any oncomer, they challenge him. He would fight him right on the spot in the middle of the set on a movie. And I'm that way with hypnosis. People challenge me. I'll do it right in McDonald's or right in Burger King right then, you know, so that's fun too. That's funny. I grew up singing and everyone would always be like, sing something. And I'd be like, are you sure? And I'd jump up on the table, be like, don't yeah. dare me to sing. You know, I'm embracing it. That's so funny. If if people ask you, you know, to uh, showcase what you're good at. That's funny. <laughs> in the middle of McDonald's, challenge oh, yeah. you to a hypnosis. Cool. That's so cool. Let's talk about is hypnosis still considered like alternative therapy or has obviously the medical community sounds like they've embraced it since what you said earlier in the show. So how is that working? What are people in your community doing to encourage um, more doctors and hospitals to use this and maybe even be accepted through insurance? Is there any organizations or movements going on? Well, you know, as the immediate past president of the American Council of Hypnotist Examiners, I can tell you it's an ongoing effort because so many doctors don't use it. Um, and of course, they will refer someone to a psychologist or psychiatrist that will do it. But a lay hypnotist really works on the spiritual end also. And that's uh, that's a different angle. But, you know, Dr. Unger, who I work for uh, as his consultant, he is one of the top diabetes doctors in the world. In fact, have, you may have heard the commercial for Ozempic where it goes, oh, Ozempic. Anyway, he brought that drug to market. So he's very prominent, but he believes in using alternate modalities of treatment, including acupuncture, acupressure, hypnotherapy, because he'd rather not put people on drugs or help them have less drugs that they have to be on. So um, some doctors are enlightened and supported. Others, they, they don't like. And in fact, the psychiatry and psychologists in general do not like hypnotherapists that are lay hypnotherapists because they feel that we're trying to deal with things that we shouldn't be dealing in. The truth is, if you're well-trained, you know that you're not to deal with mentally ill patients. You're only I only deal with mentally well people like yourself. 
So when I work with people, they're mentally well, they're not mentally ill. So I'm not dealing with those serious issues that they usually have to deal with because they are excellent at doing that where I am not. So, uh, but you have to be well-trained. And that is the issue with hypnotherapists. Uh, many have take two or three day seminars. They really don't know what they're doing. And that's why I always recommend people contact the American Council of Hypnotist Examiners because they have a list of qualified people. We have a very high educational standard. And then you know you're getting someone who's very well-trained and is going to do well by you. And I, by the way, if it's, if it's a guy, I always recommend get a male hypnotherapist. Or a lady, I usually say get a female hypnotherapist only because I think it's more comfortable, although most of my clients are female. So I don't know. I guess I'm just weird. Or maybe it's energy, you know, whoever you feel more comfortable with. Um, yeah. Yeah. So is there a, a term or label for medical doctors that practice hypnosis and lay, as you called it, um, spiritual um, hip, hypnotherapists? Like, are there labels or names that we should look for to know the difference? Well, in our case with the American Council of Hypnotic Examiners, we have several levels. We have hypnotists, we have master hypnotists, we have hypnotherapists, and then clinical hypnotherapists, which is the highest level. Um, but it, you could, you could hear those terms and they could be all faux. I mean, it's like, you know, there's so many coaches out there. They're certified coaches. They're certified this, they're certified that. That's why there's only a couple of organizations. Uh, the Hymnism Moti Motivational Institute in California is one very good organization. Anyone out of that organization that's certified is good. Uh, and then like say the American Council of Hypnotic Examiners also, but, but, um, again, if you have people that have worked with people and you know, they're good. Well, of course, you know, then you can trust that person, right? Because you know someone that's worked with them and had success. So there's a lot of roads to it. But the hypnotherapy, as far as the medical end of it, psychologists and psychiatrists generally do practice some form of hypnosis for one of their modalities to help people. Uh, so they don't really label themselves as hypnotists or hypnotherapists. Could you maybe tell us how, since this is your expertise, how to maybe improve our spirituality, expand our consciousness or, or enhance or support our spiritual ascension with hypnosis? Well, you know, hypnosis is uh, one of those things where there's some important things. And one is that you really have to live in the moment. You know, so many people are running around and this is why a lot of the psychological struggles are coming up right now with COVID. Because now people have had to sit and look at their life. They're sitting there quiet or sitting in their house privately. They've had to look at, the, I mean, California has been locked down since March. So you have, you look at your life and you re-examine it. And this is how you start getting tension and anxiety and all these things, because you're facing things you never really took the time to look at before. But it's better if you're honest with yourself always. Always be honest with yourself. And in doing so, live every moment. Understand that yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not quite here, and today's the moment you have right now. We value that moment. It's important we live in that moment. And remember, you may have things. I, the biggest thing people do is they hold on to the baggage of the past. Some people feel comfort in the pain from the past. For some reason, in a strange way, it works like that. And you've got to understand what happened, face it, and then let go of it. Learn from it and let go of it. And then live in today and plan for the future as much as possible. But that can be any outcome. But today we have this moment. My mom always said something really brilliant and it's on her uh, tablet at her grave, actually. She said, live every day like it's your last. And that's really the healthiest thing to do. Be honest with yourself, live every day like it's la your last. And here's one last bit of knowledge. 
um, that I want to share. One of my favorite sayings comes from the Rocky films. Uh, and matter of fact, Sylvester's brother opened for me one time at a casino. He's a singer and art band, has a big band. And I did my hypnosis show following him. And then I met Sly a couple of years back, which was awesome. But, but he said in this Rocky film, something really brilliant. He wrote some amazing things. If you listen to some of the quotes, but this is one that I particularly like. It was one step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time. That's how winning is done. Or how, like he would say it, one step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time. That's how winning is done. And, and that's, and you know, the thing is, that's so true in life. Don't look at your whole life. Don't look at the goal that's 10 years in the future. Make that goal, focus towards it. But every day, one minute at a time, one hour at a time, one month at a time, that's how you can win, win. And that's how you can be productive. And that's how you can be healthy mentally. So let's say, you know, I work with you or anyone works with you. We have our talk session and then I, we do the three Zoom sessions, I guess, once a week or something or whenever you schedule them. And then after yeah. that's over, what happens? Do you do like maintenance touch ups or maybe have different intentions for different sessions or what happens after those initial three? Well, after each hypnosis session, you receive an audio self-hypnosis download to help you keep practicing and focusing. Um, and I will tell you that as I learned from my mentor, Gil, if I can't help people in three sessions, then they need to move on to someone else. Ah. Hypnotherapy is very rapid. It's not something that you, not like psychology or psychiatrists that spend 20 years talking to you. Um, either you're ready for a change or you're not. If you're ready for a change, I can help you do that. For instance, the lady last week, we ended up only doing one session because in one hour, I took her back to her past. She spoke to her mom. Uh, we did hypnotic gestalt and she cleared everything in that one hour. So there was no need for any more work. So it either works rapidly or it doesn't. So for me, when I'm finished with the three sessions, unless there's some other specific thing they want to work on ultimately at a later time, then it's up to them to keep doing the work because the person is making this happen. They're learning the skill. I guide them. I jumpstart it. Then it's up to them to be committed to it. And if they are committed to it and committed to daily practice of the hypnosis and working on it, I can't make them do that. So yeah, and answer your question is very rapid. Uh, those three sessions take care of it. And if they don't, then, you know, it's really the person. They have to want to make that change. And if they do, yeah. it's very easy for me to help them do that. I love it. Rapid empowerment. That's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. That's great. It's kind of refreshing to do that because you're like empowering people and they can just go and run with it. Real quick before I wrap up, I have to know in the session with that woman you brought up, did do you think her subconscious led her to her past to heal something and release something to move on or did you guide her to her past? Um what I do uh, in a nutshell is we start out in the present and we, and I, I talk about, I, well, with the induction talk beforehand, I learn about them. Mm -hmm. So then I'll say, and they may not be talking about their mom, but I, you know, I can, I go through it. I kind of make notes. And then when I go into it, I kind of know that, okay, she had an issue with her parents or her childhood, but I don't know what it is. So then what I'll do is I'll take them back. I'll say, now you, how do you feel right now with, this person, whoever, mom, whatever. I say, I feel this way. I say, okay, let's go back to a time when you were younger. 
when you felt that, that let's go back to a time when you're about, you know, 10 years old or eight years old, take me back to that time now and tell me how you're feeling right now and what happened in that moment. And then I'll go from there to maybe they'll go to younger age and younger age and until um, I get to really the core of it. And when I've thoroughly gone through that process, then I'll say, let's, uh, you know, clear that away, clear that away. Let's go back to the present. Now you see it as an adult. And then I'll go from there to um, say, now that person's sitting in front of you. And usually there are people that have passed away. So I'll say that person sitting in front of you, I want you to talk to them about this. And then I'll make them the person in hypnosis. So they believe they're the person now speaking to themselves. So we'll go through that exchange and then we'll find, then ultimately you know, we'll, prove, we'll allow them to f- know that they are lovable, that they can be loved, that they're not unlovable. And also they'll say goodbye to that person who's now gone and they'll s- s- tell them they love them too and clear the whole issue. So you're like releasing, fun. you're releasing energy blocks. That's great. Right. That's really fabulous. Right. And you can deal with present moment issues that people are struggling struggling with, like we said, stress, oh, weight yeah. loss, insecurities, anxiety. And I'm sure you have amazing well, always, um, ways to let, always, empower people. Yeah, it doesn't always get that deeper into the yeah. necessarily, but sometimes it does, but sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. So sometimes it's just a topical thing or sometimes uh, it's just something like with stop smoking where someone was a teenager and they respected someone, looked up to them or want to be in a group. And they got into it and it has nothing to do with their youth. So it just depends. That was one particular issue that you asked me about. But there's, you know, mm-hmm. there's a variety of simple. Some are more simple than that. I'm sure. And lastly, what if someone came to you and wanted to manifest something and had a certain intention and they felt a little stuck and didn't know why? Could you help someone with an issue like that as well? What kind of issue in particular? I don't know, like say someone wants to, has a business goal or life goal and they keep trying and they're they're not succeeding and they want to know if there's a block or something going on. Like, it, it, does it get that spiritual deep as well or is it mostly physical issues? Well, you know, it all depends on the individual because mm. um, obviously you're saying they're working on doing something as a coach or something. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. Sometimes people come to me and they're like frustrated and, you know... Um, we're not not so much worried, but like stuck where they can't move forward and with a life goal, and they're not sure what the issue is. So I was just curious, you know how well, how that probably, I would say that probably goes back to those fears we were discussing that are huh. um, you know, uh, and and those happen because let's say you're a little person and you're driving the car with your mom and dad during those first eight years. Let's say there's a radio show on and and you're singing along, you're singing along this with the song, and your parents turn around and say, "Would you cut that noise out?" Well, that may make you feel like you shouldn't speak in public. You shouldn't be out in public. You shouldn't try and be outgoing, or it may just make you think you shouldn't sing. There's a lot of combinations and those things go into your subconscious and they don't come back out. So what you're talking about, perhaps something happened when they were little and those issues are affecting how they're doing their business. Now it goes back to those fears of criticism, being unloved, rejection. And so you have a roadblock because of that. So yes, in hypnotherapy, we go back and find that as best we can. And then we help you to re-look at it in a new way. And then that will no longer stop you. That will no longer keep you from achieving your success. Wow, that this has been so amazing. Um, is there any final comments or anything you'd like to share before I tell everyone how to discover you? Um, just that, you know what? Um, you have the own, your own solution within you. When we're young, there are people that don't 
protect our our abilities, our talents, our yeah. gifts. And because they don't know how to do that, it's not because they're evil or mean necessarily. They may just not have the educational level or the knowledge or the wisdom to do it. And so your gifts that you were born with, we have all we need to heal us already within us. But if those gifts are not protected, we lose touch with them. And that's where you and I come in. We help them reconnect with those special gifts that were there to begin with, that are already put there by God or whoever, whatever your belief system is. And so those gifts are within us and they're waiting for us to tap into so we can live a fantastic life. So you have everyone listening, you have all the tools you need to get past your issue, to get past your challenges, but you just need to have someone help you to unlock those gifts again as an adult. Beautiful. So Michael has a COVID gnosis hypnotherapy, the ultimate pandemic relief program we discussed earlier, and it's specifically designed to support healing people and finding powerful solutions to mental challenges of the pandemic. These sessions are conducted via Zoom, and Michael can help you with anything, obviously, but the three major issues from the pandemic that he focuses on are stress, sleep, and weight control. You can book a session with Michael or learn more about his beautiful work at covidgnosis.weebly.com. The link will be in the description of the episode. And would you like me to mention your um, email as well, Michael? Absolutely. So Michael's email is hypnomesmer at hotmail.com. Did I say yep. that correctly? And I'll also yep. put that in the description. I learned a lot today. I had one other person on the podcast that does hypnotherapists. So it was interesting having two in the same month. So obviously the universe wanted me to learn about this <laughs> this month. And I really enjoyed talking to you. And I hope anyone listening that resonates with you reaches out to you. I hope this podcast brings you many blessings for your life and your business and helps people that need you to empower them and, and move forward in their life, uh, help, help, your, help them find you. And um, thank you so much for your time today. I really, really enjoyed talking to you. It's been all my pleasure. And you asked some amazing questions and I, some that I haven't really answered before. So very good. I've enjoyed my time. I look forward to sometime in the future having a chance to uh, be interviewed by you again. And all everybody out there on YouTube, have a wonderful day. Oh, thank you. I'd love to have you back. And are you in California still right now? I am in California. Yeah, I'm actually this week going to work on a project with Reels Channel uh, for their um, their celebrity autopsy show. So I'm looking cool. forward to Yeah, I'm going to be a consultant on that. So it's going to be fun. That's super fun. Well, I'll send some good vibes your way so everything opens up and everyone's happy and healthy and vi vitality rises up in California again. I'm sure Absolutely. you miss life. So I'll send you some good vibes. Thank you so Thank much, you. Michael. Thank you for holding this space with us today. May your hearts be filled with love and light. Keep your eyes wide open for signs from your angels. Many blessings to you and looking forward to being with you next Tuesday. <laughs>